Hi, I'm Chris Varner. And I'm Sean O'Brien. Welcome to It's Not the Differences. All right, welcome back, everyone. Uh, something that I don't know if we've made this clear in our previous ones. We're both coaches, and we've both been coaching for, for quite some time. Um, at the, at, at right now, uh, Chris is head varsity football coach here at West Ranch High School, and I'm one of his lowly minions, one of his assistants. Um, yeah, the floggings. I yes, like the floggings watch out, that happen. Watch out. And so it leads us to the question, so why are we doing this? It certainly isn't the thousands and thousands of millions of dollars of money. So why is it that we do this? Let's open yeah. with head coach Varner. Well, if why I can also, let's get this out here. We don't get paid a lot of money to <laughs> coach football. A lot of people, they, they hear all these contracts with these college coaches and professional, and I think they really think really? that we get to – they know we don't, but they treat us because they hear, you know, okay. all these head coaches, uh, you know, the fans chanting to fire them. So they, they, it's almost like a hmm. – that's just how you're supposed to treat a coach if you don't like – but they don't realize that we don't get paid that much. And for me, I got into coaching quite by accident because I've been very open that I was not a really, I, I played football in high school, but more to the extent of I wanted to hang out with my friends around the team. I was pretty fast, but I didn't really care about football. I really didn't. And if you would have told me I'd be a football coach, I would have laughed at you. Hmm. I was into wrestling and martial arts, the, the singular sports. Um, and I got out of the army and my, my dad said, uh, hey, go to school. And I was like, dude, can I have like a couple months to chill? He's like, well, no. Can I put my bag yeah. down? <laughs> oh, no. So I took the first class, which was a, that I saw in the Ventura College. It was a political science class. I said, well, that seems like I could get into that pretty easy. And I ran into a buddy of mine that we grew up with. I hadn't seen him because it was before cell phones and social media. So when I was gone, I just got a sight out of mine. And he said, why don't you come help me and my dad coach a youth football team, Ventura College, little kids. And I said, are you kidding? I don't like kids. I don't really like, don't you remember? Like, I didn't even really like football. So I brought it up to my dad, who was a big-time football guy. And he goes, well, yeah, if you do that, then you won't have to get a, a second job. And I went, okay, done. So I went out and helped, and the head coach didn't even want me. He's a guy I didn't know. He's just like, I got enough assistance, but fine. Or you can go grab that cone. And I went, whatever. <laughs> And through a process of a few events, I ended up being the defensive coordinator because my friend got a promotion in his job and he couldn't do it. And I said, man, I really love this. How can I make money at this? So, well, there's not and, a lot of money anyway. And you still have it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting for the answer. And they said, that we'll get into teaching. So I, for me, honestly, I, I looked, I said, what's the easiest subject for me? It's always been history because I, I have the a brain for it. And uh, I really didn't think I would care that much about teaching. It was really about football. Um, and then I, I just fell in love with teaching and realized that coaching is teaching. It's just it's right. a different subject. Right. And that's how I've tried to approach it. Uh, but that's how I, I got into it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been obviously the most challenging probably aspect of my life outside of my daughter's health. Mm. Um, it's, it's not an easy thing to do year in and year out, and, and uh, the sport is becoming less and less, <coughs> I don't want to say popular, but less and less part I think participants. That's, I think that would be right. I think, that, I think, I think less on our level. popular for people participating, but, but people still like love football, okay. around, especially around here. Um, 
I don't. Well, now I'm coaching my son, so that's a big part of. Mm. <laughs> why I'm no, but that's it. I. Okay, that's a. I think that's a much bigger thing than people realize that. When we start looking into the future of our sons and daughters, and realize, well, there'll come a time when they're not around because they moved out or did whatever. So maybe I should sort of, I should really milk these moments yeah. as hard as I can. That's a, I think, perfectly, not just legitimate. That's a loving reaction, as opposed to like the thing that always baffles me when people say, "Well, when he turns 18, he's not my problem." It's like, God, man, that's a horrible. <laughs> Terrible. Was he a problem now? Like that's a terrible way to think of it. So then, what is it about coaching? You kind of alluded to this a little bit, and it's teaching. It's what what differentiating it from teaching. What really draws you to it? I think the competition aspect of the thought, and this is where it evolves. Though, is if I just put in more work than the other guy, I'm going to have more success. Well, I. I've, nope. There were many a nights I slept in the <laughs> office at Canyon when I was head coach there, and, and I, you went, but you beat us that year, so you didn't sleep. <laughs> clearly, as many, clearly that wasn't I didn't sleep reason. as much as you yes, in the office. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's uh, it, I try to make sure that just like I do in teaching that I, I I'm not the same coach I was at Canyon. If you were uh -huh. to ask any of those players, in fact, some we have some of the same coaches and some of mm. you know, the players that come by, and they said, "Man, you lightened up." And then I realized that, yeah, I'm, I'm an intense guy. I yell, and that, that is all legitimate. But to an extent, I was a character of myself, right, almost right. a caricature of myself sure. to the extent of not that mad. And I do get mad. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm, you know, a kumbaya. Yeah. Any player peaceful. listening, yes. don't take this to mean. <laughs> <laughs> but I tried it. No, I, I started to, to wrestle with the idea of, Am I doing this because it's the best thing to do or just because we've always done it? And I've done that with my teaching, too. Like, we used to practice for four hours. We don't anymore. Right. Because why were we practicing? For, we've got to be able, if we're smart and as good as we think we are, we should be more efficient. So I started looking at efficiency and streamline. Um, but I, I think at, at the central thing, that it sounds cheesy, but it's for the same way of teaching that, you know, I've gone to some of my ex-players' weddings. I've, I've mm -hmm. held their kids and to hear them say, because, you know, it's nice to get pats on the back mm -hmm. every now and again, because mm -hmm. sometimes we do have those rough days where mm -hmm. we forget why we do this. And to hear, you know, I, you made me the man I am for that kid that didn't have a father. Right. Uh, you know, the divorced kid. I don't get to see my dad. And come to me with advice, you yeah. know, or breakups or girl pregnant or drugs or whatever it is, and to go... You know, that kid is going to go on and live a life, and I, I, I had a part of that. Like exactly, it, it more, almost immortality I, through I, our students. That's I think that's beautifully put. There, I'll say lay person as in a non-coach, non-teacher, someone who doesn't or doesn't. Maybe I should say someone who doesn't work with children. The power of that, those moments, even if they're in, <laughs> infrequent and rare, it can't be overstated. Those those moments are incredibly powerful. Someone saying, you know, you helped turn me into the person I am, that's worth a year yeah. of coaching or, or you know, 10,000 phone calls from angry parents. Um, I don't know about I don't, 10,000, yeah, just a little much. Um, I, yeah, I would, I would agree with that answer 100%, that in some ways it, it almost doesn't matter the sport. Now, we happen to like the same one in football, and we... You know, I, in my mind, I do consider it different from the others. There's things in it that can't be found in others, and there's 
the combination of elements in that sport to me is exactly what it should be. But I am not in any way disparaging no. round ball guys that do baseball or swimming or any other. Of course not. Those are, you have the same reasons for loving that that I have for loving what I love. Um, but the idea for me of sport that differentiates it from teaching, sport to me being more visceral, you can see and, and result more immediately and more, I'll use that term again, viscerally. You, you really know you taught that guy because this visual event occurred. He just caught that ball. I can see it happen. I know I had a part in it. He's better than he was a day ago. Progress. I, it's visual progress. I very much enjoy the idea of putting a system into place, saying we have taught these, these young men, in this case football, so it's young men, we've taught these young men to do this thing. Now we're going to put them in the crucible of competition and see if that thing works. Interesting you bring that up because yeah. I would agree that that's probably also why it's more frustrating and disappointing is because you can receive the abject disappointment yes. of failure immediately and, and too. Let's talk about that for a second to, the, again, the, the non-coach. You and I have talked about this so much that it's become ingrained in us, and I don't think everyone thinks this way. The things you tell, you tell our listeners, as a coach at a game, you're, you're at game day, a play has been called, whether it's offensive, it doesn't matter. What frustrates you watching your players do? And I bet it's not what listeners think. What gets you heated up and angry when a player does X? What could that player do? Drop a ball? No. See? Effort. Effort right. and not in mental errors because you know at some point they were ignoring you because that mistake shouldn't have been made because we went over it, we talked about it, we wrote it on the board, we showed it in film, and yet you failed to do it. That's a, a mental mess up as opposed to a mechanical, physical mess up. The kid Sometimes, isn't big enough. The kid, yeah, enough. kid gets, hey, what did you get knocked out for? Because that guy's 100 pounds heavier than I am and he's way stronger. Right. We, we don't get upset at that. No. We, it, it, or, or if we do, we get upset at ourselves for putting that player in a position Correct. where he could not succeed. Or we get mad that we scheduled that team in the first right. place. Why are they on the schedule? <laughs> yes. And, and with mental errors, too, it's only for those errors that have been taught. Correct. If something brand new happened, which is hard to imagine in football, but something utterly new that we'd never mentioned, uh, taking a safety, we'd never taught it, and the kids don't know how to do it. Can't get mad at we would be mad at ourselves. Yeah. We should have taught this. This this came up. We didn't prepare them. It's on us. And I don't think a, a spectator realizes that. No. I think they just see you raging and wonder, oh, he must be mad because that kid is slow. No. You're not mad that a kid is no. slow. You're frustrated. Well, mad that when you yell, don't jump off sides, watch the ball, and not just you, it. but yeah. everyone's screaming it, and then that kid jumps off sides. It's like, boy, just give it a chance. They're going to break your heart, won't they? Yes. <laughs> so it's the, the frustrations and triumphs aren't necessarily what spectators think no. of. Can there be triumph and loss? Yes. Of course. Of course. I don't think a spectator necessarily no. thinks that way. I, Can there it. be loss and victory? Yes. I, in fact, I would argue that I felt worse after some victories. In fact, this is very recent, you know what I'm talking about. Sure. Than I did on, on a loss in that same Absolutely. season. Because it's about performance. It's about kids... Realize because we always say, and the reason I do like football is because I believe there's so many life metaphors and lessons. Absolutely, that I, want to get I, I would agree with cheeky that. Cheeky with it, but uh, <laughs> you know that that idea that your best sometimes in life isn't good enough. Right. It's just not. But you didn't lose because if you learn from it, 
like we always talk right. about, the, the losses stick with you way longer than the wins and the victories. Those are fleeting. The second you won, Sadly, yes. you're, it's, it's going away. Next it's, like a, it's a balloon that you're letting the air out. It's, <laughs> right. it's an hourglass of emotion. Right. It's Whereas a loss down. is an anvil you oh. put in your backpack. <laughs> yes. And you carry that around sometimes Forever. for years. Forever. Okay. Or then every now and again, Fox Sports plays that game. Hey, and that's hey, when we lost. Again. Hey, put that backpack back <laughs> nope. on. Nope, let me watch it again. <laughs> nope, still lost. He still, still missed. Still, still didn't quite, still didn't cover that guy. <laughs> I don't, again, I, I think a lot of spectators or casual uh, adherents to the sport don't, they don't get it. They don't really get what this is about, you know. It is, you said it before, performance, not result. Now, obviously, we would rather performance match result. That would be great if every time, you know, if the gods smiled and the team who should win did. That would be great. But that's why, I, speaking of that, I've had several students who know um, one of your assistants Say, hey, we have Valencia, are we gonna win? I said, that's why we play. Like, if I knew the answer, we wouldn't bother. I'd be in Vegas betting right I'd, now. I'd, I'd put my house on it. <laughs> so, and I'm not, try, like you said, cheeky. Yeah, I'm not trying to be coy and say, well, you know, it's tough. I, I that's, know. I'll tell you later. You'll, <laughs> you, you'll, you'll see it like I do. And that's another reason we love it. We don't know. There's an unpredictability here. There's an unpredictability, but within safe boundaries. Like, not anything can happen. They're not all going to drop dead. We're either going to win or we're going to lose. And one's better than the other. But neither is so titanically awful that we can't come back from it. There's something nice about that, that there's victory and tragedy, but neither one of them are so important that your life will hinge on this moment. Or it ought not to. I think movies have ruined the idea of football for many people because everyone thinks that there's a green notebook out there and if you can just get a hold of it, <laughs> you will run these plays that nobody can stop. Goal line in the middle of the field? Hey, they'll never see it. <laughs> never been done before. <laughs> Craig T. Nelson. But that's the thing. People always think it's, and to an extent, I would say, when people talk about coaching, I say, in, in my opinion, this is how I define a good coach, is someone that can do the most with whatever they're giving sure. year in and year out. And that you're going to have highs, you're going to have lows. I think a bad coach is someone that blows when they have that year where they have mm -hmm. the talent and they can't put it together. Can't galvanize it. But yeah. I think everyone thinks that it's it's just so easy. Why don't you just run this play? It's like, oh, really? <laughs> yes. Never thought of that. You didn't do think, you did you think, see my running back? Uh, do you, that guy there? Broken. That yeah. guy there. Oh, one of, my, one of my friends has a great comment with spectators, and it's spectators, you never know the whole story. How come they're not running this play? You don't know why not. And if, if your assumption is, well, he's clearly an idiot. Right, because we hired the stupidest guys we could find. And it doesn't matter that he won before. He's an idiot right he's now. He's an idiot right now. I mean, uh, uh, Coach Harrington, who has more CIF titles than, than, anyone around here. than I've had hot dinners, <laughs> um, still would get shouts from the stand. Why are you doing this? And I wanted to go, he can't hear you because his many rings are clanging together. Can't hear the sound of his greatness. Um, uh, here's another question for, for you. Do you think that if a, 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 a spectator, a parent, were to walk into a room, they'd expect to find your whiteboard just filled with X's and O's? That's all you do all day long. Oh gosh. I'm sure they expect that. I, I would say anything. Would they be surprised to see you have that poster of Jung and Freud and <laughs> Piaget? They, yeah, they might. Along they'd wonder the, who they play for. Along with the uh, who, who'd McFly, they play for? Uh, over there. Um, Is that the front five for <laughs> Piaget? He was a DN for Chicago, right? Yeah, you say Watson was a quarterback. 
correct. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I don't, I, I would say any that didn't know me. Right, that's what I mean. They would that's just think, I mean. like, because you're a stereotypical coach in a movie, that's all he does. Right, he wears yeah. a hat with the team name and he's on always, it. And he's always wearing that jacket. With he's a windbreaker. No yep. matter which bar he's at Doesn't or matter. what food windbreaker, he's having, that's what cap. he's doing. And he's got some, some sort of eccentric accoutrement. <laughs> the guy we keep going back to, Craig T. Nelson, all the right moves, had the putter. Yes. But the coach has always got some weird... He's got to stand out for... Something. Something. Yeah. Here's a question. Yeah. Who's your favorite coach of any movie? Which, which in a coach, movie? In a movie. You just go like that. That is like a coach. The basketball coach in Teen Wolf. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. I do love him because of his unbelievably casual approach. Where's the wolf? <laughs> you know, it's not whether you win or lose. It's how you play the game. And even that doesn't matter very much. <laughs> Um, no, my favorite coach from the, I'm gonna, I might have to think about that one. We should have, we should have given me time to think I'm about sorry, it. There's it just a lot of them. Cause we're yeah, talking there's about a lot of them. There is. I, okay, maybe it's easier to figure uh, out like the, well, I thought Gene Hackman, believe it or not, did a pretty good job. Gene Hackman as, was Dale, um, yes, Coach Dale. Is that uh, it? Norman Dale. Norman, Norman Dale. Dale. That's his name. That's a good one. That's a good, although he does, he does punch the guy. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. Let's try not to. That was backstory that he punched the I guy. I think the worst was I, I gotta tell you, I did not like Al Pacino on any given Sunday. I thought that was a terrible I like his speech, <laughs> yeah. but he's so Al Pacino. It just and wasn't, everything. yeah, like, it didn't really buy they it. They called the dive. It didn't like, really on. buy it. <laughs> Why is Al Pacino coaching a football team? That's all you really could think about <laughs> in that movie. Sort of James Kahn suffered from that a little bit in the program. Yeah. yeah. Why is the guy from Rollerball doing a football program? Um I did. I don't think he's a good coach, but I liked the movie. Was Blue Chips? Hmm. Remember that Nick one Nolte? with the Nick Nolte? Yeah. Shaq. He. I bought him as the Bobby Knight clone. Yeah, right? yeah. And he was a definitely flawed person, but he ultimately did the right thing. I might be up there. I do because like, of how realistic that, that felt. That's true. It, it, it did. I, I like Craig T. Nelson, maybe because of the TV show. Because of the coach, TV show, uh, or but I liked him. I See, bought I, it. Okay, in, now that puts me to Luther. I, Luther's maybe my favorite coach because there is no way he's a he's a defensive well, coordinator. We also have a D one program no that has three coaches: the head coach, and then it's like a graduate assistant. <laughs> that's it. Who might be the same age as the head coach? Who's, but who's Patrick Starr? <laughs> yes. Like no, good. yeah, Luther. Maybe that's my favorite coach because the impossibility of it's it. It's just not going to There's happen. no chance. You, this is the best you can hire in Minnesota. Is it? Is it? Is this dude here? <laughs> is Dick Van Dyke's brother? I don't know. Best coach. Boy, that might we might have to come we'll back. We'll come to back that to that. You know what's yeah. funny about that Luther? Made me think. I was talking to somebody the other day about. The when television shows jump the shark with characters. So for Luther, yes, Luther got more stupid by the last season. He barely could remember to breathe. <laughs> Non-functional. Right? Like he just yeah. he would run into doors. And that reminds me, he had the same thing with Three's Company and Chrissy. That first season of Three's Company, right. she was a little flighty. Right. But by the end, she all she did was snort, and her hair changed. Could barely speak. Right. Yeah. So I mean, shows do that when they find it. They just well, you even you it. even brought up the actual term "jump the shark." Yeah. That's from the from TV Happy show Dish. when they had gone increasingly weird. It had. They had gotten out of control. <laughs> I mean, Mork from Mork is already that's you're in weird spots. But that spawned a whole new show. Which is okay. <laughs> Robin Williams <laughs> could pull anything off, but Fonzie on water skis. <laughs> 
Overview Bull Shark, which might be, well, it's a great white, I believe they were be showing it. There. Well, I don't think he had the great white. And on he was that. still wearing the leathers. He had the leather on. Yeah. And, uh, nice we might have we might have lost. Uh, and didn't didn't Richie have a brother early? Ch like, uh, Chuck. That was never he mentioned. Was in the, he was in Did the, he die uh, in the, the war season. or something? In Korea? <laughs> he was in the first season. Face down in the mud? Yeah, it just never came. He was also the bad guy, the bad villain, not, not uh, uh, Vaughn. From uh, Superman three, but the, the drunk guy from oh, Smallville—that's okay. the same guy. Okay. Yeah, a lot of people don't know. That. I I would not have caught. Yeah, because he's I was young. distracted he's by, very, very by Robert Vaughn and yeah. Uh, yeah. And the fact that they use that in Office Space—the same plot. The same, same plot. Same point. Yes. Steal fractional pennies. <laughs> But all full circle. It, everything's and, connected. And Gene Hackman, there's it, your there's, Hoosiers there's connection. Luther. You just, it's all, it all works. Yes. It's all one. <laughs> there's 12 stories. I, yeah, favorite coach in a, oh, that was the, uh, the bell for, we might have to shut down. Um, favorite coach, yeah, I don't know. My, Nick we'll Nolte's my back. choice we'll, at the yeah, moment. We will analyze that. And I'm then sure we'll, I'm, there's viewers okay. out, listeners out there shouting things. They're yelling. Names that were probably I can almost hear the voices come. of those 20 angry people. Like, <laughs> why are you not saying such and so? <laughs> but I mean, coaching, yeah, if your, your point originally was that movies and to a lesser extent maybe TV has, maybe not ruined is the right word, but given people a false sense of what it is that we do, what we value, uh, how we spend most of it. I mean, most of your day is not, the, the football part of it, no. is not X's and O's. Like, no. You don't touch that. No, it's great. It's calling it's, for a bus. It's now it's COVID yeah. testing, yeah. but <laughs> ice machines aren't working. We need to go to Vaughn's to get a yes, bunch of ice. Yes, done that. Done Someone that. just rammed the Cushman into the fence. Why did the kid? Why was he caught not in class? Why is he yeah. wandering around campus? I got to talk to him. Why is his grades bad? You get the parent. Hey, can you talk to my son? He's you know, having a bad day. Well, you're everything. And you're another everything. thing, the the even for a coordinator. Offensive or defensive, where those are people that would call the plays. The day of the game is your least stressful day. That is thirty done. I mean, there's nothing more to do. Just wind up the toy, right? I've built this edifice, whatever this thing is. Now I'm just shoving it into the arena, and I'll I'll do my best. I mean, I'll try and call the plays that seem like the best move at the time. But I've already planned this out. We're not seat of our pants here. We've thought this through. Now we're just going to execute. That's why when you see in the movie when somebody just grabs a chalkboard and right. draws this and the play works automatically, that, that never happens. Yeah, every player should be saying, Coach, we've never run. We've I don't know what to do. How do I block what's this? What's the blocking on it? And what's my route? <laughs> that brings me back to high school. This sounds like a TV show, but this really happened. High school, uh, we had, I think we had a new offensive coordinator. I know his name, but I'm not going to say it. And put in some bizarre play that had a million changes of ball in the backfield. And it's going to pitch here and toss there. And we're going to throw back here this way. And I'm listening as an offensive tackle, just listening to all the things that are going to happen behind me. And I just raised my hand and said, how do you want us to block this, coach? And he stared at me angrily. Says, just block it regular. And I thought, there's what? Like every other pitch pass double reverse we have? Block it regular. So you need what? Eight, nine seconds of protection? Pocket pass. Right? Pocket pass. Pocket protection. <laughs> so that was a caricature. That was like, you realize you're a coach, right? You're not just a dude in a movie who drew it up with a stick in the ground. That, that's not how it works. It's it just does not work flat right. out not how it works. You can maybe make an adjustment. Well, you, you make adjustments, obviously, but 
I've, I've never seen a brand new play concept drawn up and then executed successfully. Well, one, there aren't any. That's what I'm the saying. The idea that it's, it's like arguing there's a chess move someone's never done. <laughs> no, we've, we've covered it. This board is finite, and the pieces are finite. We've covered it. Um, that Going back to Star Trek, there's, there's moments when Kirk and Spock are playing chess, and Kirk will do something unexpected. And Spock will, oh my gosh, I didn't expect that. Th then you're a bad chess player. Like, there's, you didn't bring out a new piece. <laughs> Did, see this one. How this one, this one can move like this. Brand new piece. Just invented it. Uh, so either Spock was humoring him, because he's the captain, and he realizes he probably shouldn't beat him every time, or he's a bad chess player and he's just bluffing. Because that's, it's not. It's, there's no new play. There's no new scheme you can draw up at halftime and expect it to work. And I don't think spectators necessarily know that. For myself, coaching, I wanna, I'll, I'll, I'll segue slightly differently into officiating because I do umpiring. Hmm. How come? It, that would be a great question. Why, why the hell do you do that? Yes, you just get yelled at all the time. Question. That should be a whole new you get, <laughs> you get yelled at all the time. Nobody likes all you. All the money. And it's incredibly lucrative. <laughs> um, for, I, I'm, I'm baseball, but it could apply to anything. There's three ways onto a field, or baseball be a diamond. There's three ways. You can play, you can coach, or you can be the official. Well, I'm done playing. I've done coaching, and that was fun. I don't want to do that in baseball anymore. The only other way on that field is to be the umpire. And you have the best seat in the house. No one can see the game better than you. There's a game within the game. Now, this is baseball, but it would apply to all the other sports too. There's a game within the game that only you can see. And it's fascinating. When you watch and realize this situation here is set up like so, so if this ball moves in that direction, I need to move in that one. My partner's going to move that way. Here's the bases we're going to cover. Here's the pitch. Let's go. Let's see it. Then I have to watch, okay, did he retouch? Is there a balk? Is there nine players on the field? The stuff you see as an official is different than the stuff you see as a coach, a player, or a spectator. I've never been an official. Yeah. You see the game 100% differently. Hmm. And we don't care who wins. We honest to God don't. Do you the, feel that people don't understand that? Yes. They think we're like in the pay of one group. We, you know what we want? A fast game. Just Baseball, our favorite call is you're out because the game moves. <laughs> That's true. The game you if you're safe, go, here we go. Let's keep going. <laughs> strikes and outs. We talk about this in training constantly. We want strikes and outs. Strikes and outs. If the game is going badly and the pitcher can't find the strike zone, you have to do self-talk. He's going to throw a strike. This, this one's going to be a strike. You convince yourself it's coming. Because if, if he's missed, you're thinking he's going to miss again. No, this one, this one, you're going to get the corner, dude. And then he doesn't. Okay, ball. All right, this one. Swear to God, this one you're going to get. That's how we see it. Now, I'm speaking of baseball and softball. I'm sure football officials say, yeah, we see a completely different game than the rest of you. That's interesting to me. And if it's a sport you love, I, I mean, I like baseball, but I love football. I would like one day to officiate football. Really? So I can, well, that would be just my final to, experience, right? To, you, yeah. Player, coach, spectator, commentator. You, I have absolutely zero desire. But that's me. why. Not because I want to wear the stupid stripey shirt and blow the whistle. Like, how else can I experience this game? Hmm. That would be the only other way. I guess a, you should write a book about as that. the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Transmogrification into the ball. 
No, but being on the field, like, but now I'm looking at completely different things. You know, if I'm the linesman, I have to look at this. If I'm the umpire, I look at that. If I'm the referee, I look at that. And you see a play develop completely differently than the spectators do, than the coach does, than the players do. That's I just think that'd be interesting. You actually, if you think about it, you're reverse processing how you coach the game because most of us start off as a position coach where you're just watching the position. Right, right. And then you move up maybe to an assistant coordinator, so now you're watching more, to this, to a head coach right. where you got to watch everything. Now you get to go back yeah. and get specific as a, as a referee because you're just watching now I'm watching this. this. This guy I don't know and right. don't actually care about to see if this game is going to be played properly. And it seems to me that officials have a deep abiding respect for the game that they officiate because they want it played right. They don't actually care who wins and loses, but you've got to play it according to the rules we set down because otherwise it's not right. Like you're not allowed to hold or not allowed to do it. That's not playing the game properly. So that's what, that's, I, that's why I like it. And like I said, and then the thousands and thousands of dollars, that's the other reason. <laughs> All right, speaking of athletics, we're going to go out and coach right now, but we'll be back next week. If you'd like to hear more from Chris Varner, please visit my lifestyle channel called Just a Dad Bod. And for Sean, you can find my books on Amazon or on my website at seanobrienauthor.com.